Hello, this is Richard Russell, and welcome again to Creativity and Composition. I think we're up to episode number 13 now, so I thank you for joining me. And if any of you out there are new listeners, thank you, welcome. Please do feel free to drop me a note at any time. Uh, start by visiting my website, uh, rdrussell.com. That's R-D-R-U-S-S-E-L-L.com. I think I've got just sort of a short update kind of podcast today. There were a couple of uh, loose ends I wanted to take care of, uh, kind of prompted by an email I got from Joseph Pearson. He's a colleague composer of mine in New York City, and I know Joe via his work in a composer's group I belong to, the New York Composer Circle. And Joe himself is the co-director of the Composer's Concordance, and he also writes uh, articles for the New Music Connoisseur. A little bit of a side note here, the New York Composer Circle has an honorary composer every year, and this year it's John Eaton, and John Eaton is a composer of some note. And we asked him, John Eaton, hey, you know, do you have any advice for those of us who are young, up-and-coming composers? And his answer was a two-word reply. He said, join everything. I think that's pretty good advice. Uh, networking is uh, very important. And if there are any composers' groups in your neighborhood or orchestras or choirs or anything that you think might be useful for you in networking, go ahead. Join everything. So back to Joe Pearson. He's been listening to my podcast complaints about copyright, and he mentioned to me that union rules might have something to do with how little we hear performances of new music. Now, at about the same time I got that email, I heard a lecture by Fran Richard. Fran Richard is the vice president for content music at ASCAP. Now, as far as I know, Fran has not been listening to my podcasts, but she said something that was pretty much in agreement with the point that Joe Pearson emailed me about. She was talking about the business of being a composer and mentioned how hard it is to get a good recording of a symphonic work of yours. Suppose, for instance, you become a big-shot composer and have a commission from the New York Philharmonic to write a new orchestra piece. The orchestra unions are quite concerned that any performance of theirs will be bootlegged and broadcast. Now, Radio stations and television stations are pretty smart about not broadcasting any unauthorized performances. But in today's internet age, all it takes is for one upload, and suddenly the recording is everywhere across the World Wide Web. So orchestras are reluctant to give a composer a recording of their own piece of music, the one that they commissioned from you. They don't want you profiting from their performance without their getting their own cut of the proceeds. Now, the trick for you as the composer is to ask for a recording for archival purposes. But some orchestras are even reluctant to do that. Brian Richards said in her lecture that frequently the orchestra will give you a recording that has a bit of white noise inserted into the performance every 10 or 15 seconds or so, making it so that you can't turn around and sell the performance or release it on your own website, even for free. I don't mean to pick on the New York Philharmonic particularly, because these kinds of union strictures are in place across the board. So maybe when I've been picking on the copyright laws, I might instead have been taking music unions to task instead. And here's something else Fran Richard talked about. Audiences for classical music are made up of very conservative type people who are frequently a bit shy when it comes to new contemporary music. 
how do we get the younger audiences involved? She was giving this talk to a room of about 20 composers, and she charged us with the mission of getting our music out there anywhere and everywhere. Music is hardly taught in schools anymore, and when kids take up the piano or the violin, they aren't being taught music by you and me. So, if you have the capability, see if you can give a presentation in your local school about your music or new music in general. Find ways to be out there and be an advocate of not only your music, but new music in general. What with copyright concerns, unions, and a classical music audience that is starting to die out, we might think that the future looks pretty bleak for us as classical composers. But I don't think it needs to be looked at that way. We live in a very exciting time for creative people. It is possible for us to disseminate our work across the world via the internet and email. And I do see, from my own personal experience, a reawakening of interest in what we call classical music. Take a look, for instance, at the Oscar winners for Best Original Score from the last several years. One of the classical composers I keep naming over and over again, John Carigliano, he actually won an Oscar for Best Original Score in 1999 for The Red Violin. And just a year later, Tan Dunn won for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Howard Shore and Elliot Goldenthal are also recent winners, and they have both dabbled in the world of classical music. So, your challenge, as always, is to get your music out there. It's an exciting time for composers of classical music. You can integrate computer technology into your music. You can experiment with multimedia. You can use vast, powerful tools to help speed your composition and spread it around the world. Just think what Mozart would have done with a Macintosh laptop. I think there's more creativity and envelope pushing happening in this realm that we call classical music than even in pop music. After all, no one is becoming super wealthy from classical music anymore, if they ever did. Unlike the pop stars of today who are here today and gone tomorrow and must always answer to the bottom line, we as composers of fine concert music have a chance to do something of our own creation and from our own hearts. And audiences will respond to that. Just remember to get your music out to your audience. This has been Creativity and Composition. I'm Richard Russell, and I welcome your feedback and comments. Again, my website, www.rdrussell.com. That's R-D-R-U-S-S-E-L-L dot com. And until next time, keep creating.